0: You get to me once now baby never-
1: thank you for clicking play this is season one episode 40 of the advice from hannah show where we talk about real emotions and raw feelings are showed this is episode 40 and i'm so excited to be interviewing the Flossom girls it is a phenomenal episode but before we jump into it i have two housekeeping rules Number one, I want to give a quick shout out to the Wolf & Co. Academy, the Academy for Entrepreneurs. They've been riding with us since day one. And if you are an entrepreneur and you want to level up, reach out to the Wolf Co. Number two, starting next Monday, I will be starting a 12-day holiday special. So we're going to be dropping an episode every single day for 12 days where we're going to deconstruct the holidays and talk about real issues. Besides all that, we're going to have a giveaway. Did you hear me? We're having a giveaway for the first time ever on this platform. And there will be a word of the day in each episode. I will be linking the questionnaire in each episode so you can fill out the word. At the end, there will be prizes. I have teamed up with amazing entrepreneurs in the city. I'll give you a hint. You might get dry shampoo shout out to dirty blonde for for working with us but enough blabbing mark it down in your calendars next monday december 9th 12 days holiday special with advice from hannah starts let's jump right into this episode shall we All in check, get And welcome back to The Advice from Hannah Show. You have your girl Hannah here with Camila and Emily in the house. I'm so excited for this episode, but I'm going to stop blabbing and welcome them on. Welcome! Thank you. thanks. If you guys can just describe yourselves... Camila and I have an interesting story, but Emily, please let everybody know kind of what you do. What's your 411?
2: Yeah, so I'm a naturopathic doctor. I work from Bowmanville, Ontario um, in this small town. I specialize mainly in anxiety and digestive health and I also work a lot with pain management. So my um, goals with all my patients is to really get to the root of their concerns. So instead of just treating the umbrella symptoms as a result, we try to really get to the root and and because of that all the symptoms will result um, so all the treatments that I use they're all natural therapies um, and the reason why Camila and I had decided to join was because we both see so many people in our practice that experience um, overwhelm of anxiety as a result of being a perfectionist so I do a lot of the more um, the more medical side of it from a, a body perspective but then Camila is really good at covering the um, the mind perspective of it so that's how we kind of got together and that's the work that I do
1: that sounds so exciting like i'm gonna pick your brain so much during this my my lower back hurts help me um super excited thank you so much for being on and kabila and i i think we did i dm you yes i i slid up in her dms you guys know that's like my (laughs) my thing and i'm like let's meet and and you went out to vaughn and we had coffee during um my nine to five that i'm still there um (laughs) And we've been kind of jamming it out ever since, but yeah. please let everybody know what, what you do. So I'm a clinical social worker, psychotherapist. I have a private
0: practice in person in Bowmanville, and I also do online video counseling. I have three uh, focus areas, including uh, couple counseling, prenatal postpartum um, counseling, and something I call mindset therapy, which is anything to do with um, thought patterns, so negative thinking, overthinking, and this is where perfectionism can come in. Um, and it can be related to anxiety, depression, and so many other
1: issues. There, See, she, she calms <laughs> me down. She talks, and I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, I'm super excited because you guys have this course called becoming flossom. did i say it right i said it right yeah, Fla- flawsome, flawsome, yeah. breaking
2: free of perfectionist anxiety yeah.
1: so i i love this topic because i know so many people suffer from them ding ding me so
2: <laughs> and us and, yeah and us. right so you
1: have to suffer from something to to like be able to find the the problem and you know something i find that negative talk to me that shuts me down before i even get started yeah um How can somebody identify that that's actually a problem for them? Because some people may just think it's normal to sabotage themselves like every Mm -hmm. 3.5 seconds or four.
0: (laughs) I think when it's um, done over and over uh, and you realize what it's holding you back from, uh, that's when it it comes out. I I don't think that people who are struggling with it on a daily basis um, aren't aware that they're struggling with it. They may not be able to pinpoint that it's the negative talk itself that's the mindset that's getting Mm -hmm. in the way but they definitely know the consequences of having that negative mindset um and if they slow down they might realize uh that it is the thoughts that's affecting them Mm -hmm. in that moment and of course there's the body aspect of it that influences it
1: further and can make
0: one thing even worse
1: it's like the domino effect Mm -hmm. i find right Mm -hmm. it's like you you start thinking one thing oh my god I can't do this and I can't do that oh my god this this person from the third grade is going to say I'm a loser
2: (laughs) and it's whenever it starts to then affect your relationships and affect your family life affect how you're able to function at work and at school Mm -hmm. then that's where it really is getting to the point where it's it's out of control but even if it's not affecting those areas of your life yet but you know that there's something off and you might not be able to pinpoint it but you know that you're engaging in more negative self-talk then it's still worth looking into getting some support for
0: an interesting thing that we did in the course i think it's in the first session we actually um gave a worksheet to explore the cost of perfectionist things because that was the topic in different life areas so looking at it what was the cost in your intimate relationship sometimes one of the things that happens is We may um, hold that perfectionist personally uh, or perfectionism personally, but when it comes to our intimate partner, we start downloading it on those who are really close to us. So almost also holding them to that high standard that we hold ourselves mm -hmm. to because there's that safety in that relationship. Or we start to see our partner, our kids, our, our loved ones as an extension of who we are. So we start having expectations of them that's at that standard. Um, So there's a lot that it can affect, including um, like health, um, how we act at work.
2: Yeah. And we were even um, in the course, we go through um, how it, um, I lost my words, how it,
1: uh, how it takes a toll on our body.
2: yeah so so it can not what I was thinking but it it can definitely take a toll on your body um, because a lot of people they have the anxiety um, Mm -hmm. but they don't realize that there might be some other things that are underlying Mm -hmm. that are actually contributing to it so whether it's like a nutrient deficiency which we go into in the course um, or whether it's a sign that you're missing out in something else in your life so maybe Mm -hmm. you're not um, engaging enough in social situations or maybe you're starting to withdraw from that then the anxiety can, can lead to that but that can also be is kind of a vicious cycle because the anxiety leads to that but then once we withdraw then the anxiety also gets worse mm-hmm. too um, so it's hard to get out of that cycle um, but what I was thinking was that with um, in like work situations whenever you are withdrawing from those situations um, that's when I don't remember what I was trying to get at I don't know
1: we can come back you to have it. To cut that we could yeah, no, yeah, definitely. No, say, we can come back to it. There was
2: a point from what you said, but then I just can't think of what it was anymore. Like, it like went out of my mind.
1: Well, if you remember, yeah. let us know. Like okay. I wanna know. You
2: know. Oh, that's gonna bug me.
1: I have to like Camila, you you touched on a good point that you, you protect like you project your perfectionism on your like spouse, so your kids. What happens to the relationship when that happens? Because I hold myself at a certain standard and I expect everyone to kind of do the same, but mm-hmm. like growing up and mm-hmm. uh, doing all of this stuff, like talking to you guys and, and just figuring myself out, I, I see now that, you know what, maybe that's not how you want to take your life and that's cool, but yeah. I've gotten there now, like mm-hmm. slowly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How can you, like what's a tip or something that you could do, like you could tell our listeners that they can do um, when they're projecting that like hardcore all the time? So I think it starts with lowering the expectation for yourself. Ah. So that
0: self-compassion, get like realizing that the standards you have for yourself are unrealistic. And When you get to a place of that self-compassion, then you can have the compassion for others too. Um, typically, what I've noticed and in my experience, um, you can correct me if I'm off base, um, Emily, but um, typically what I've seen is people who struggle with perfectionism, are very compassionate empathetic for others in their life but where I've also seen it so when I do couple work um, or working with people and they're talking about their relationships um, within the intimate relationships they have those high expectations of again those loved ones Uh, so when you realize that you're creating impossible expectations mm-hmm. for yourself then you can also uh, realize that you're holding your partner to that standard or the impact of the re- on the relationships itself um, and the unfairness of that. How
1: are you gonna go drop so many gems so early? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? What did you eat yesterday? <laughs> that was an excellent point. I really yeah. enjoyed that answer. Um, I'm sure that if you guys didn't catch that go back and listen to it like 20 more yeah. times because that is a real. Thing, mm-hmm. that, that expectation that you hold your partner, your spouse, your dog, your cat. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my dog didn't greet me today. Like, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I say it as a joke, but it's so real. I'm like, yeah. hey, you don't say hi to me. Um, I'm going to go some stats, okay? So I did my research for you guys. And... <laughs> Anxiety disorders across the world varies from 2.5 to 7% by country. Globally estimated at 284 million people experienced anxiety disorder in 2017. With numbers like that, it feels like we're behind before we're even ahead. How do you feel about that?
2: I feel like those, so I feel like those numbers are actually an underrepresentation of the amount of people that experience anxiety disorders. Um, So those numbers, they might be just the people that are seeking medical attention through their medical doctor or their GP, but there's a lot of people that still have valid concerns and and still have anxiety disorders that aren't diagnosed. So I think the number is actually much higher than that percentage. and a lot of people that aren't seeking help are the men, um, a lot of children, they're not the ones that have been diagnosed and then elderly is another population that, that they're often not the ones going to their doctors. Um, a lot of women are the ones that are mainly diagnosed so I would say that that number is quite a bit higher um, and then even if the number is higher that's okay because I think with the um, with the increased awareness of mental health concerns in the general population that is bringing more people to seek help. So even if the numbers are going up, I don't think it's necessarily a a bad thing. In a way, it's also just showing that the awareness is going up for it as well
0: so you can't respond to it if you don't know that it's there so mm-hmm. um, people know, hearing the numbers and hearing things like this podcast then may do some um, introspection and think about okay do I struggle with this in what ways do I struggle with this and then if they are mm-hmm. um, seek out the help so it's not a bad thing I do think that um, there has been an increase in pressure and I hear this all the time but and it's kind of cliche but social media plays a big role in mm-hmm. that um, we see the highlight real of everyone around us and again um, even though on a logical level we know it's the highlight reel, it's really hard to separate on an emotional level it taps into all our insecurities Mm -hmm. um, and we see it put in our face what's missing in our life or what we feel is missing in our life and it's hard to separate that so there's the logic and then the emotional Mm -hmm. piece to that it's really hard for us to not feel less than when we see everyone else having things that we're still striving for in
1: our life or feel like we may never get to
2: mm-hmm.
1: you two touched on two points like you're talking and i'm like ding and ding. um i want to ask you emily what are some signs like for a listener that's here yeah. right now and they're like i don't have anxiety yeah <laughs> that's not me i don't want to be perfect yeah um what's kind of like maybe like something that it's like a red flag that we should maybe watch out for yeah for those that are still in the dark yeah
2: so it's that constant worry and it's okay to worry and we all have anxiety once in a while that's a normal part of being human but it's whenever it becomes excessive and constant so it's almost like a an ocd type of thing Mm -hmm. even if it's not diagnosed as ocd you're thinking about it whenever you're trying to enjoy other things in your life whenever you're trying to enjoy time with your partner Mm -hmm. you still have these thoughts going on in your mind Mm -hmm. and then other things that we also see a lot with people who have anxiety disorder is they have um, they're really tired their energy is pretty low they might also have digestive issues so from a more physical aspect um, they might get a lot of tension so tension headaches tension in their muscles and then a lot of people with anxiety disorders especially if it's because of perfectionism they withdraw from situations in a fear of not being perfect or in a fear of what other people might think of them So if you're noticing that you're not doing things out of fear, then that is also another big warning sign that it could be anxiety. And whether you're diagnosed with anxiety, whether you just feel like you have it, whether it's very mild or very severe, it doesn't really matter because either way, if it's bothering you, then it's worth getting help for. So you don't need to be diagnosed with an anxiety disorder in order to get help. If it's something that's impacting your life, then it's worth seeking some help for. Mm -hmm. And that's where the the course comes in, so the Flossom course, we wanted to put this course online and make it more affordable for people mm-hmm. so that we could give people more access to the resources and give them the stepping stones in order to move forward and enable to and to help them identify the areas of their life that they they could be putting more attention on. Mm-hmm.
0: I've learned so much from doing this course with Emily. Of course, I know my end of things um, and struggling with my own anxiety. But uh, Emily talks uh, and she goes in depth about sleep and even mm-hmm. like the levels of cortisol and how like if you're waking up in the night, what that might be related to and mm-hmm. what can you do for that. Um, different sleep routines that you can... Um, tips around sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next one I think you went into is um, nutrition. nutrition, which was huge. Yeah. Um, and you did it from such a gentle way um so not looking at and i think that's the approach for the course Mm -hmm. overall not looking at making a drastic change when we try to do that drastic change overhaul our whole life it's almost like setting ourselves up to to fail because we have again and with perfectionism it's it's hand in hand Mm -hmm. such a high expectation how could we possibly do all of that at once and then we will feel the the impact of trying to make all that change, that forceful change, um, in all those different areas of our life. It's hard to maintain it. And so I mm-hmm. you know one of the things that we both emphasize is that gradual, self-compassionate, gentle yeah. change.
2: And in reality these this process, it's a never-ending process because mm-hmm. no one is ever perfect. Um and we can't expect ourselves to be perfect. So it's just a process of self-care and a process of identifying where our trouble areas are. and then once we can identify them then we're better able to address them and move forward Mm -hmm. so it's a never-ending process because we never can reach the point where we're perfect um, but it's just something to work on over time Mm -hmm. as opposed to like we said those dramatic overhauls Mm -hmm. which aren't sustainable yeah
0: and the idea behind the course isn't about reaching that that place of perfect it's embracing the fact that some of our flaws are our strengths exactly and how can we own that we are we are flawed we have flaws um but we're awesome with those flaws it's not apart from that it's not about trying to change who we are to finally be awesome it's
1: about being awesome while having those flaws yeah completely agree you guys are (laughs) vibing so cool right now that, that like i loved it i loved everything that you said and with being perfect, you touched upon social media and how you see the highlight reel. And you know, sometimes like I'm sitting in my bed with yeah. like my non matching pajamas. So <laughs> if anybody wants to sponsor me with pajamas, I'd love them forever. But I'm sitting there and I'm looking at everybody doing dope stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm such a loser. Um, how do you combat that? Like in a sense, do you do you feel like we need to limit our time on social media and be cool in real life, or in a sense, how how can we curve that? Yeah. It can depend
0: on the individual. I think um, there are some individual ways that we struggle with that. So. Um depending on how often you're doing that, your what you need to do might um, vary. Uh, so limiting it is not a bad idea, but if you can just change the mindset, the perspective that you're going on to social media with, knowing that you know when you see those things that's not their whole life, um, there's just like when you do post yourself on social media, you know there's so much more to the story. You know that while you're sitting there, criticizing yourself for what's not posted on your social media. There's pictures of yourself on social media and your highlight reel and no one's seeing your, your other side, the other side of you and that criticism. So the same way that you have that other side to you, acknowledging and when you're going on social media seeing those pictures. Um, so I'm going to use a mom example, you know, you see the moms with all the smiling kids, I know what it takes to get one <laughs> picture of my kids. <laughs> all, there's like probably a hundred, at least fifty pictures of us not smiling um, before you get that one and it's the same thing um, with us all. There's, we all have places where we feel like we're falling short. So, again, coming back to that idea of self-compassion and um, mindset, just going into it.
2: uh, Sorry to cut you off there. Um, And another thing that we do go into in the course, there's another um, week that we talk about lifestyle factors. Mm -hmm. So that's different things that you can be adding into your routine, but also things you can be taking out. So Mm -hmm. we do talk about the social media component in a piece of that um, and talking about, even going through your social media accounts and just one by one saying, does this person influence me in a positive way? Or am I comparing myself to this person and as a result feeling negative Mm -hmm. because of it? and unfollowing the ones that you feel negative after you look at their material. Because there are a lot of really great social media accounts Mm -hmm. that um, are very positive, very honest, Mm -hmm. very influential and reflective of reality. Mm -hmm. Um, And those ones can be very helpful to be following. Mm -hmm. But then the other ones where you find that you're constantly comparing yourself to them and, Mm -hmm. and you just feel not so great after you look at their stuff then I would recommend just cutting those ones out for your own sake and for your own mental wellness.
0: And it may not be, um, like it's not a judgment of those accounts, it might be just where you're at in that moment, so if I can look at this account and say this is impacting me like that, I notice that I'm comparing, it might just be a mute, it might not be like I'm unfollowing this person Mm -hmm. and it's not that I'm not gonna follow them back in the future, but for now I need a break from this profile. I
1: love that mute button I have <laughs> like some <laughs> I have accounts and I'm like okay no I can't right now so I, I love that you touched upon this so being flossum is your course how long is it where can we find it what are the course objectives um, so kind of let the, the public know like what, what mm-hmm. is this baby of yours
2: <laughs> yeah so it's a five-week course it's all online each week there are videos of us um in person and then there's also worksheets and extra resources extra handouts that you can go through on your own time and to work on those pieces that we've talked about in the videos mm-hmm. it's so like i said it's all online you can find it either on my website which is www.drdr.com emilymclaughlin.com or on Camila's website which is elite uh,
0: c-c.com um, and uh, the cost of it is 125 for the five sessions including mm-hmm. the video content and the, the worksheets which are downloadable um, and that's comparable to see like, what it costs to see us independently mm-hmm. so a session with me is 120 and a session with Emily depending on length is around the same yeah. um, thing so you get five sessions of us yeah both um, of us. and both of us so that yeah. holistic perspective of mind and body um and each session um has both of us in one way or another so in exactly. a couple of the sessions we're actually together taping and then um others uh, other sessions it's my end plus uh emily's end um but you get both of us in every single session
1: that is phenomenal i can't believe you guys are like going online and doing this, and you could do this in the comfort of your bed with yeah, your exactly. non-matching pajamas, <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to leave your house because if you're in the northern hemisphere, if you if you're in like places that are getting cold, you don't want to go outside. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guilty. Um, so it's definitely I really commend what you guys are doing, and and like much respect, much respect because that is a serious thing. I think I might even go on your course at this point because oh my god, <laughs> I can't do all of this, and then I just keep going anyways so
0: <laughs>
1: it's, it's definitely hard um, this is the the point of the show that I asked everybody this question um, if you saw yourselves at 20 walking down the street um, what would you say to yourselves
2: I would probably say, um, so whenever we're younger, we always, and even older even now, um, we always fret the little things and we carry those on with us for so long and other people might not be worrying about them, but we're still carrying on with it um, and letting it impact our day, letting it impact our week. So dealing with those sooner than later would be better. Um, but then also just being mindful of of those small things and and being mindful if they're actually something worth putting your energy towards because that's a lot of energy that we put towards negative things, negative people, um, negative areas of our life. And if we took all that energy, bottled it up, and put it towards areas that we want to focus more on maybe it's our children maybe it's our work then we could do really great things so just being mindful of what those areas are and how you can redirect your energy towards more positive aspects mm.
1: Mm. we would have totally been friends <laughs> 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 you'd have been the friend i would go to when i was like over. what do i do with my life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally how about you Camila mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think similarly, uh, with negative self-talk, uh, probably like, just believe in myself in a fierce way, believe in myself fiercely. Um, one of the things I know I did uh, a lot in life, not just in my twenties, um, was let self-doubt come in, let negative mm-hmm. thoughts, uh, um, that others had, so negative opinions of others or, um projected anxiety so other people feeling anxious putting that on me letting that seep in to my mindset um and if i had and i continue to embrace this now um but believing in myself and my capacity realizing uh what's within me and what i'm capable of i think i would have set, been set up better off earlier on um but everything comes in time too exactly yeah
1: Totally. Everything does come in time. And I feel like there's timing for everything. Like you just have to be patient Mm -hmm. and wait for the right moment to for you to act on things. I also want to thank you guys so much for being on here. Um, If there's anything that you want to say, this is the Camila and Emily show. Now (laughs) I step back and you guys can say your your remarks or where can we find you and, and things like that.
2: Yeah. So um, I'm in Bowmanville. I, I don't do online work right now. Um, I just take people in in yeah. person, um, but I'm happy to help anyone in the Bowmanville area or the Durham region mm-hmm. with any of their health concerns, whether it's anxiety, whether it's digestive health, um, whether it's pain management. Um, I do do IV therapy as well. So Thanks. intravenous vitamin therapy, some injection therapies, which a lot of people don't have access to out this way in the In the east end of Toronto, Um, and then basically my work—I do acupuncture, botanical medicine, which is different plant extracts, diet and lifestyle with absolutely everyone. That's so important, and then nutritional supplementation. So that's your vitamins, your minerals, um, your different nutrients, protein extracts. So that's kind of my scope of practice that I that I put a lot of my energy towards. Um, And then, like I said, we are talking about the online course. That's really our our baby right now, Um, and that is the five week course and if you're even interested in naturopathic medicine or interested in in how um therapy might help you. That I think would be a really good starting point. Um, or even if you've started the journey, it might just give you those extra steps that you need in order to move forward. So it's by no means everything that you need to be doing, mm-hmm. but it does have some good tips in there um, mm-hmm. from the, the mind perspective, yeah. but also from the body perspective and just making sure you're ruling out all the different concerns and medical conditions and nutrient deficiencies that might contribute to, your, to, your, um, yeah. to the way that you think.
0: I think um, one of the things that Dr. Emily and I have um, mentioned in the course and in advertising the course is that it's it's not a silver bullet it's not going to cure perfectionist anxiety per se um, but it is a catalyst for change so it's something that can set you off to get the momentum to start this change in, a, in the right direction and you're looking at small changes in different life areas um, and or get you out of that lull if you've kind of platformed in um, trying to make those changes so it it can be that almost um, impactful uh, source of creating positive change. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emily is a wealth of information. <laughs> Same um, with it's you, <laughs> been amazing um, getting to know her more. Okay. So she's definitely worth the drive out um, if you're in the Bowmanville area and can make it out to Bowmanville. Um, You can find me online um, and my Instagram page has a booking button. So if you want to uh, book uh, an appointment in person um, or online, you can do that through my Instagram page at Elite Counseling, or you can go to my website that I mentioned
1: before. Perfect. Thank you so, so much for meeting with me. I'm always talking about the power of connection, the power of networking. So this right now is a prime example of it. So, thank you so much for <clears throat> taking the time to to be out here and vibing with me. This is your favorite host advice, Rihanna. And if you love these ladies as much as I did, follow, subscribe, take the course, come out to Bowman Bell. It's really cute. If this Toronto girl. That doesn't leave like the concrete jungle came up here and <laughs> found it super cute, then definitely take the 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 hike up here and, and get to know Womanville and what the Durham region has to offer. So thank you so
2: much. Thank this, you. Thank super you. Fun.
1: Um come back anytime. Anytime. You're welcome anytime. I will come up here with Daniel. <laughs> thank you for listening, to those Hi. Bye bye. <laughs>